You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? You tell me, man. You're 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 recording live from New Casa de Mosier, uh, deep deep in the upstate, the woods of upstate New York. I'm assuming is where you. I, I imagine Close. you live. And and Mo- uh, most importantly, out of the mom's basement. That's that's, that's the most important thing. Right here. <laughs> you're no longer the uh, the the blogger in the mom's basement uh, uh, anymore. You've 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 graduated. Congratulations on that. And and. Uh, congratulations on almost almost making it through uh, the Cowboys Wilderness. We're about what two weeks away? Is is it yeah, two weeks well, from today? I, I think it's, it's. I think it's even a little less than that because I think the Cowboys go to camp on the. 20th. Oh, they yeah, they actually check in on like the twenty fifth or something like that. Or, yeah, yeah, so we're, we're getting really really close. So we're going to kind of continue our training camp preview here, and we're going to talk about some players. Uh, who are maybe on the outside looking in at making the roster right now. We're going to talk about some players that need to have big camps uh, in order to make that 53-man roster. So let's go ahead and do that. Let's. Uh, I want to start with some receivers because that's the that's the group that's going to have a lot of competition uh, over the next month or so. And uh, let's talk about uh, Cedric Wilson, a guy that the Cowboys drafted last year. Uh, obviously, has some speed, can make it down the field, or can make plays down the field. I uh, was injured early in camp with a collarbone injury, I believe. Uh, the Cowboys added more receivers this offseason. How do you feel about Cedric Wilson? Do you think he has a chance to make this roster land? You know, I think he's just he's one of these guys who's in a crowded room and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for sure. I mean, I think wide receiver is one of the spots where it's going to be the, for these down roster guys. There is a legit battle going on for between probably you know four guys maybe for one to two spots so um you know i think where wilson has some advantage is that he was a draft pick um he does kind of have you know i don't know how you look at this but to me i am and i've been looking at it like these guys aren't necessarily just competing with each other i mean with Mm -hmm. with like the whole group i feel like they're kind of all vying for roles like I, I yes, feel like absolutely. there's several different roles that they require out of the wide receivers in those rooms, and I think that like Wilson is probably vying for that same role as Hearns and maybe a little bit of Noah Brown, where it's the kind of big-bodied uh, wide receiver who um, you know is, is hopefully a, a good blocker, might be able to do some things, uh, motioning into a formation as a blocker, uh, but also can operate kind of on the outside as as a receiver and, and, and you know I think with, with with Wilson what you get is a guy who can you know maybe get downfield a little bit too absolutely yes um, I think that's maybe where he kind of separates himself a little bit from Hearns and Brown I mean I think they're all kind of in the in that frame of the big X receiver body type 
Um, but I think that you know that's what makes the whole wide receiver conversation very interesting is because since they're all so different, they're all kind of vying for. Uh, they're all comp- you know, there's like sub battles going on be- in the wide receiver room for the guys that are competing for specific roles in the wide receiver room, and I think that's where Wilson's going to make his hay is kind of in that Noah Brown Hearn spectrum. Can he be a guy who functions as that big body receiver, but also gives you uh, something a little bit more than those two guys when it comes to being a downfield receiver? It was funny is there's really not another receiver on the roster. I mean, unless you're counting Devin Smith, and I'm I'm kind of writing him off. But another receiver on the roster that has that ability to go downfield and make plays. I know his size and speed would suggest like Tavon Austin could do that role, but he's really never been a downfield threat. So it's interesting to me that you know we kind of were talking about roles, and maybe Wilson's the only player on the team that kind of fits that. Hey, this guy can go stretch the field. He can make plays 30, 40, 50 yards down the field. Um, so if he, I would think with a strong camp, I think he, he may have a role kind of carved out for him. Uh, speaking of Tavon, um, I think he's another player whose roster spot is certainly not guaranteed. Uh, I love him. I think his skill set is really important. I think he fits well on this team, especially for what he can do on special teams. Um, but you start to look at some of these numbers, and does Tavon have a spot on this roster, Landon? It, would you consider him a lock to make 53? You know, it's interesting. I mean, we talk, just talking about roles, right? Like, this is a guy who came in and was kind of a one-person role, right? Like, they, they mm-hmm. brought him in, and there really wasn't another guy to – I mean, he, there was so such a dearth of players on this roster that could fill that role that when he got hurt, they had to, you know, raid the defense to, to, to try to right. get a guy to kind of play that role. So, you know, I think – uh, now they realize that they like that role, that that spot, that kind of water bug, you know, space player that can attack horizontally. And you know, you, you just mentioned that he he doesn't have a lot of experience going down the field, but but with the Cowboys, he he kind of does. Like with the Cowboys, they've had they had some success getting him down the field and 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 you know, getting balls, getting the ball in his hands. And I think what they've done now is with guys like John Vea Johnson and undrafted free agency. And then obviously even more so with Pollard in the fourth round is they've, I I feel like they've secured that spot, that, that role on the roster, right? They fortified that they want that role. And, um, you know, whether that is Tavon Austin this year or, uh, you know, kind of a combination of Pollard and, and someone else, uh, I think that the role will be here. Now, the question for Tavon is, I think that Tavon probably still has value on this team if he can, you know. I mean, the, the question is always with him being his health. Um, right. It'd be amazing if they could find a way to secure a spot for Tavon and for Pollard because I think that, you know, first of all, what we learned from last year from Tavon is that you, you need more than one of these guys because if the, the first guy goes down, then suddenly that whole plan is shot, and that's mm-hmm. that's a, that's an element of your offense that you you want, you know, that you want. But keep, I even keep... feel like Pollard and Tavon are, have a little bit different skill sets, right? Because I feel like Pollard's really fast, but Tavon almost has that lightning quickness to run the jet sweeps. I feel like he's almost a better fit than that role than Pollard. Is. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree. I think that you know, you know, Tavon. There is, there is. You know, it's funny because you can't just. We we've learned before that you can't just put a a fast guy in that in that role and expect that it's going to work like, like everyone not. else. I think I think it's it's about there's it's a certain type of 
incredible acceleration that is required because you're kind of slow playing it across the field, you're finding your seam, and then you're bursting through. And by the time, if you get the burst right, you're in the third level by the time anyone can do anything. So You almost need to be super quick or super tough because, you know, New England runs it a lot with Edelman, and he's not the quickest of players, but he's, he's so much better with the ball in his hands because of his size and because of his ability to kind of bounce off tacklers. Where we saw a guy like Ryan Switzer, you know, you would think that Switzer would have been good at that role when you look at his speed and his quickness. His but speed for whatever wasn't reason, yeah. he, he just he wasn't good in that role. And even Jordan Lewis, uh, I, I certainly didn't love Jordan Lewis running that play either. So I think it's just interesting the differences between uh, the you know that you can't just throw anybody out there and expect them to have success running jet sweep. All right, let's go ahead and transition to another receiver. Uh, you actually had a tweet about this guy the other day, uh, Alan Hearns. Yeah. Uh, I'm fascinated to see what, what happens with him in camp because last year I think the Cowboys were kind of hoping he'd develop into a number one or number two receiver. That didn't work out. But when he when, when Amari Cooper got in here and Michael Gallup became the number two receiver, Hearns kind of found a role as that number three, number four. Uh, what are you expecting from Hearns in camp? You know, I, I first of all, let's just like I, I just want to see him get in there and, and get some, you know, some snaps. And with with the way that his season ended with that injury, it's really just about getting him in there and, and seeing, making sure he's healthy first, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think one of the things that the, the thing that I was bringing up when I when I mentioned uh, him in the tweet the other day is just I just love how well-rounded his his game is and i think it's super important you know for those down roster guys to be able to do a bunch of stuff if you're gonna have him on your roster you, you know you can't just i i think it's especially if you're gonna try and play with some of these role guys right like they, that maybe i think the role guys themselves have to be able to carve out more than just their offensive role right like that's why i think Tavon austin you know as a punt returner is helpful he he covers kicks like he's willing to do more stuff he's willing to block like i think this, this guy, is why i'm nervous about hearns though because what is hearns going to do on special teams oh but see this is i'm this is the opposite of that because i maybe he doesn't do anything on special teams i don't i don't really have it off the top of my head but I, I bet he could play some special teams but beyond that, I think uh, I think he serves such an important cog piece in the offense as a guy who you can line up and do anything. He'll he'll go out there. He'll catch the third down slam for the first down. He'll go out there. He'll make the key block on the sweep that scores the touchdown. Which you know, I mean, there's like three or four different plays. The reason I tweeted that is because I saw a play. Where uh, I think it was a, a, an off tackle run to Zeke, and I think it was from like five or ten yards out on the on the, on the goal line, and Zeke gets outside and, and just basically walks in, and I'm watching the and I was watching the the broadcast tape right, and mm-hmm. when, when he gets outside and he goes up field, I'm like, why is there no defender there? Like there's there was no one there to even uh, you know uh, attempt to pretend like they were going to tackle Zeke one on one like a like a cornerback. And it's because Alan Hearns had pushed the dude all the way back into the end zone. And, like, the, the dude was basically enveloped by, you know, and, and it's like, uh, it may seem like a small thing, but when you're a wide receiver four, you're not getting a ton of snaps. So if you're getting on the field and you're, at, and you're a blocker and you're doing that, like, give me that all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, a guy who, even though his role may not be to, 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 
you know, uh, look, if you're going to be the wide receiver four, there's value in being like uh, a guy who thinks he's going to be a superstar in the waiting and, and, and a guy who's going to work hard and try hard to get better and, and, and hates his role and wants to get better, blah, blah, blah. There is value in that. But I think there's also a value in a guy who recognizes what his role is and does his best to be the best at every, even even the small things, so that he can give his chance to win. And I think that's the thing that, that, that this team loves about Alan Hearns is that you know, whether he's wide receiver one or wide receiver four, it feels like this guy is going to come in the work every single day and do the best he can with whatever snaps he's provided at whatever job he's provided. Yeah, I think the game that really kind of showed me Alan Hearns' value was the Philadelphia game. I believe it was the first one. Uh, yeah, in Philadelphia where uh, he was the number four receiver, but in one of the biggest you know spots in the game on third and seven, uh, he was lined up as the X receiver with Cooper in the slot, uh, made a catch, brought him all the way down to the one yard line, and that's that's just the value of Alan Hearns is you can put if you want to put Amari Cooper in the slot, he gives you another veteran receiver that you can put out wide. If if Randall Cobb gets injured in week two and you need a slot receiver, Alan Hearns can slide into that role. Uh, he's the perfect number four receiver who kind of do a little bit of everything. But will it completely shock me if, you know, maybe one of these receivers, Cedric Wilson, Noah Brown, has an excellent camp and the Cowboys decide, hey, let's go a little bit younger. Uh, we can save $5 million here. If we move on for Hearns, get him, you know, more snaps somewhere else. It wouldn't shock me. So I, I'm kind of wide open to the idea that Alan Hearns could be an important part of this team. Or he could be off the roster by the time we get to September. I, if, think, I think both are in play. If Noah Brown or Cedric Wilson really show out, there, I think there's definitely a chance that Cedric that uh, that Her- Alan Hearns is not on this team. You know, because I, I think that Noah Brown is better athlete than 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 Hearns, and I think that Wilson, like I said, maybe a, a similar athlete, slightly better athlete than Hearns, but it has more of a deep aspect to his game. I, I think that Hearns is like your floor at this point. I love the guy and I, I, I'm not gonna be at all upset if he's on the team as the as that guy, which mm-hmm. makes me feel comfy. I'm glad about that because I'm good with the floor. If either right. one of those two guys, Brown or Cedric Wilson, to take a step, then yay for us. Congratulations, we found a better replacement. At a cheaper at a cheaper cost. Mm-hmm. And that's that's gonna be the good thing about this camp is you're going to have a pretty much a baseline expectation yeah. for every single receiver spot. And that's, you now we, we're, we're not biting our nails anywhere. No, like, no, really, no. You know, like it's like, it's not, Oh, I hope this works out. Like, I feel like we right. have good answers at all across the board, not even at yeah. the starters, but also at the backup level too. The best part is that if a guy is going to make the roster, he's going to have to win the job. He's yes. not going to just be given snaps. And that's, that's what I love about receiver offensive line and defensive line this year i think there's going to be a lot of fun competition there um let's talk about a guy who's been in the news lately uh rico gathers suspended for week <laughs> one due to a marijuana arrest last year is anyone gonna notice I, <laughs> well my question is he, he he made the 53 man roster last year what does he need to do in camp to make it again this year you know it's tough because i i think it's first of all it's difficult to it's I think the number of tight ends that are going to be on the team is difficult to predict at this point so uh, you know I, at I, least three though right I, well I would that. say that, that no I mean I think three is three is the, the number the question is whether it's three or four so that's right. your that's your first that's the opening salvo of all of this is that how many tight ends are they even going to keep 
Now, if they keep three, is there any way that Rico is cracking that top three? And you I don't say there's no chance he beats out Jason Witten for a job. <laughs> no, there's no chance. Because the and, roster, oh, that's right. He, he said the roster's predetermined, so yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, I mean yeah. <laughs> and look, hey, me, can we go back to this? Maybe, sure. I'm, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I'm honestly not beating Rico up for what he said. Because he's I, – I kind of feel like it was taken out of – well, maybe I'm wrong, but – it, it, he isn't wrong. Like the the roster is predetermined because we're in we're in you know off season mode. So until yeah, until absolutely. the pads until the pads come on, like no no one's taking anybody's job in in June. You know what I'm saying? In June like, and early July. No, yeah, absolutely not. No. So like I, I I don't know. Like I I that's how I read it. Maybe he's not. It's not how he meant it. Maybe he was being crappy and just kind of talking talking crap maybe that's maybe that's what was going on but i matter yeah it doesn't really matter once we get to august i I can guarantee you that cowboy staff is not going to sit down and say well rico is the better player but we're not going to play him because of what he said on on instagram in early july you know what i mean it doesn't yeah of course yeah exactly rico's going to need to beat out and this is kind of my point the whole time rico isn't really competing with blake jarwin and dalton schultz right he's really competing with uh, maybe another receiver on the roster. Yeah, he's competing. He's the competing roster. with the down the rest of the down roster crew as to decide who is what the, the whether he makes the team will be a roster construction conversation less Absolutely. about his play. Like it's do we want to keep a fourth tight end or do we want to keep a seventh offensive lineman or do, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't think it's going to be about well who do we keep Rico or or uh, you know. Jason Witten. <laughs> like, right, I, know, right. I know it's not going to be. It's who do we keep? We, Rico or Schultz? And it's like I don't think that's ever going to be a competition I, unless he really takes a huge step. I, I feel like it's more likely. Well, do we want to keep a fourth tight end? Blah blah blah. Whatever. Speaking of roster construction, I have another interesting one for you, Landon. What about Mike White? Is Mike White's roster spot guaranteed? Is there a chance that if he doesn't make a big jump in year two, that the Cowboys decide, hey? Let's just go with two quarterbacks. Let's go with Prescott and Rush. Uh, we'll find somebody to stash in our practice squad because, you know, we like Mike White, but maybe he's never going to be more than a third-string guy. Is, is there a chance that he doesn't make the roster? Sure. I mean, look, the, the roster's too good to, you know, I think just keep a quarterback willy-nilly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't even be necessarily, like, terribly surprised if – Rush and Mike White were close, and they just cut Rush because they felt like White was better upside play. And then the idea is that they, if they actually lose a quarterback, you know, if they actually lose Dak for extended period of time, they probably have to go sign a vet anyways, right? Like, sure. right. So I, I and that's I don't have a problem with that kind of thought process because, look, I mean, first of all, I feel I trust that Zach Dak will be healthy, he's sturdy, and he's young. Blah blah blah. And if he's not, then you know it's it's the old really it's, it's the old Tom Moore, right? It's like yeah. if if Peyton's gone, we're effed. I don't I don't have a plan for effed. You know, it's like right. So that's that's it, how, it that's why I feel. Yeah, I'm almost at the point now where two quarterbacks on roster makes more sense, especially with some of the talent that you have on other positions. Like if it means keeping a Dorrance Armstrong and instead of a Mike White, I, I'd rather keep Armstrong on the roster. I, you can listen. The thing is, 
most likely a Cooper Rush or Mike White's going to be making your practice squad anyways. I don't see other teams out there that are going to be so desperate for a backup quarterback that they're going to claim a, a Cooper Rush unless he has a fantastic camp. And in that case, you're not cutting him anyway, so it, it doesn't really matter. So just yeah. something to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about a couple defensive guys really quickly. Kerry uh, Hyder, we talked about the defensive line and the depth that they, they have at that position with you know, Robert Quinn and Demarcus Lawrence and maybe a Randy Gregory, Taco Charlton and Dorrance Armstrong. Kerry Hyder, guy that the Cowboys signed, kind of took a chance on this offseason. What does he need to do in camp to, to kind of lock up a roster spot? Uh, you know, ball out. I mean, the spot is going to be really crowded, full of young younger players who are, uh, you know, ascending. I think, we'll, you know, there's we'll find out hopefully something here pretty soon about Randy Gregory's ability to be in training camp. Uh, I think there's been lots of talk already about Dorian Armstrong. I know I talked about him a lot this year. I'm expecting for him him to take an, a big step. Taco Charlton is this is a big year for Taco Charlton, so he is going to be you know, it, and it looks like he's you know to his credit putting in uh, a lot of effort and looks like he's in good shape. Kerry Hyder's got a lot of competition ahead of him right now, and that's not, that's not even Joe mentioned Jackson. to Marcus Lawrence or you know all the, the the starters at this position. So I was going to say, what about Joe Jackson or yeah. Jalen Jelks? Yeah, and yeah Daniel I mean, Wise? There's, there's again, it's like the wide receiver spot where there's just a lot of bodies. So whatever he can show that he can do, uh, you know, maybe he needs to you know take some snaps inside. Maybe because maybe he needs to show that he can be that inside outside guy that that they had for Crawford and maybe they can move Crawford in more full time inside you know right uh, I, I just think that he needs to have a good camp he needs to show out because I, I think he has the ability but I think that there's also like at least three young guys all reasonably talented and somebody thought that they were very talented at some point and they're all coming for his, a job that he's you know trying to compete for this is why I'm so glad that you and our buddy John Owning are going to camp because you guys are going to have a pretty good idea when you go down there. I'm sure that you two uh, defensive line nerds are going to go down and watch this group, and you're going to be able to see how does Joe Jackson look compared to Kerry Hyder. Does Hyder look healthy? Does he have the same explosiveness as we saw in 2016 and 2017? So I just, uh, I'm interested. I just imagine it's going to be like Christmas Day showing John the uh, – <laughs> <laughs> the bag drills the first time. It's going to be so great. I can't wait. The content that we're going to get out of camp is going to be amazing it's, this year. It's, I'm excited. All right, let's talk about two more guys really quickly. Daniel Ross, kind of the same situation as Kerry Hyder. Just a ton of bodies there between you know, Malik Collins, Antoine Woods, Tyrone Cropper, Christian Covington, Tristan Hill, uh, Daniel Wise, maybe even a Kerry Hyder. Uh, Daniel Ross probably competing with maybe not even Antoine Woods because maybe because Woods is a starter, maybe Christian Covington has that backup one technique. What does Ross need to do to find a job here in Dallas? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's going to be tough. Uh, you know, I think because the problem is, is that it's yeah, Woods and Woods, I feel like he's got a job. I feel like Covington likely is also probably have got a job. I mean, I think that mm-hmm. just based on watching his tape, he looks like he could be really good. And he may even take that starting job from Woods if, if things plan out, sure. play out way. So I, I think those two are secure. I, I, you know, obviously Hill's not going anywhere. Malik Collins is not going anywhere. That's four defensive tackles right there. 
and, and if you if you count Tyrone Crawford, that's yeah, five. exactly. If you're and that's the thing is if that that was the next thing I was going to say is that if Randy Gregory comes back, suddenly you've got an extra defensive end, and the solution to that is to kick one of those guys inside, likely, like we said, Tyrone Crawford, and there you go. You've got five defensive tackles, and we haven't even mentioned Ross yet. So it's going to be tough because, again, it's just a numbers thing. Uh, but the truth of the matter is is that you know this is a, a talented group, I think. I mean, it, it, you'd want, you hope that it's, it will get a little bit more talented up at the top, right? You're hoping that your top-level players will give you some good improvement. That's where you're hoping for the talent injection. But in the kind of backup, you know, rotational player level of this roster, mm-hmm. he's got a very difficult uh, uphill battle to, to to climb to kind of get a spot. I mean, he, he has been impressive at all different spots, and, uh, you know, I won't... I would not be surprised if he comes back after a year a training, a, a year in the offseason and is just even more impressive just because... You know he's he's the guy that everyone wrote off. I mean that's right. him and Antoine Woods' thing. So if he maybe he comes back and he just destroys his, all his competition, he really is a legit sure. dude. But I think that's what it's going to take. Is my point is that I think the magnitude of which he took the kind of defensive line depth chart by storm last year, he's going to need that same level of magnitude Im- uh, improvement to be able to fend off all the talent injection that's come into this roster since he's been here. So we're looking at the Cowboys keeping what, probably nine to 10 defensive linemen. Is that not about right? It's gotta be 10, right? Okay. I mean, geez, like I don't say that it's 10. I'm looking at like 15 players who have a legit chance to make the roster. When you count Lawrence Collins, Woods, Quinn, that's four added Randy Gregory. That's five taco, six Covington, seven, Tyrone Crawford, 8. Joe Jackson, 9. Tristan Hill, 10. Daniel Ross, 11. Dorrance Armstrong, 12. Daniel Weiss, 13. Kerry Hyder, 14. I mean, that, that's just a – I mean, then there's Jalen Jelks, who may play a little bit of defensive end as well. I mean, you've got probably four or five guys that are going to be pretty quality players that could be, you know, not making this roster when it's all said and done. It's a crazy deep, deep team. I, I think, you know, the more you – you look at it. The more you look at what's going on, uh, I, I think it's 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 nuts when you really go down and start talking about training camp battles. Uh, you know, and this is the, obviously optimism, hope spring is eternal here. But this this team, there's a lot of talent all over this field, and uh, you know, it's it's pretty impressive to, when you talk about the kind of people that you might have to let back onto the street. Absolutely. All right, last one, really quickly. Uh, Capon Frazier, uh, I think there's a chance the Cowboys maybe move on from him. When you look at the safety depth chart now, obviously you have Jeff Heath and Xavier Woods as the starters. George Iloka is probably going to be the third safety, maybe mixing in a little bit uh, between both spots at pretty strong. Uh, then you're looking at Donovan Wilson, who the Cowboys took in the sixth round this year, someone who has a ton of athletic ability. It's just kind of struggled to stay healthy. Uh, you know, they have – other guys that can kind of play a little bit of both. Maybe you see a little bit of C.J. Goodwin playing there. Dar- Darian Thompson, who was on the roster last year. Considering that Kayvon's going into the final year of his contract and he's kind of stuck as just a strong safety type, is there a chance that he doesn't make this roster this year, Landon? Yeah, I think there's definitely a chance. Um, but I also think that we shouldn't write him off completely. I think that there is something. I mean, he Look, he was injured at different points in the year, and I think it, it did affect his play. 
I think he has. I think he has shown flashes at times as a box safety. Um, you know, and I think as we move more towards a situation where you know there's more roles, um, I, you know, the, of, within the safety as a, more specific roles as opposed to kind of you know interchangeable, I think that that actually helps Kayvon Frazier's chance to you know get some time playing defense. He's also shown times where he's you know. It feels like either he missed an assignment or he got beat badly. There's just been, it, it, he he has some Wilcox to his game for sure, um, but I, I think that you know there there is an opportunity here because there is some dissatisfaction with the safety safety position um, for him to take one more step and then maybe take over that that role of the box. I, I really feel like the strong safety role. It could go any direction, just based on how those players, you know, have developed up until getting to the the, the training camp and competition. Right, I, I, four, three or four. I mean, I think we should not write off Georgia Loka as a starter on this team. No, I, I agree. I, I think there's a great chance that he comes in and beats out Jeff Heath right away. And I've kind of said this for the last year. I've always thought Heath is a his perfect spot in the NFL is as a third safety yeah. and do a little bit of everything. I like him as a deep center fielder more than. Him I like box, him as so. a split safety. I think you know in cover two schemes where he can he definitely too. can handle that side. I I, I think he struggles. Uh, he's he can handle physically. He can handle being that backup free safety. But I don't know that I like him as a starter there. Uh, but I, I I agree as a third safety. Like I think that's ideal for him and let him focus on special teams and then get you know a, a dozen snaps on defense as well. So we just mentioned like nine players there who are all quality guys that I could easily see not making the Cowboys roster, but end up, you know, sticking somewhere else. This is a really deep and talented team. It might be the, the deepest uh, the Cowboys roster they've had in several, several it's been years. It's a long time, so for sure. It's been a long time since they've had this much depth. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time.